Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome, NCLEX High Yielders. This is Dr. Zishan, and I'm the host of NCLEX High Yield Podcast, where we will be giving out daily content for your exam, tips and tricks that the boards love to ask, and overall general information on how to study, what to study, and complex topics broken down for you. Whether you're a first-time test taker or even a repeat test taker, we have helped people across the globe pass their NCLEX exam, so do not give up and get motivated. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and also visit our Instagram at NCLEX High Yield, at NCLEX High Yield, where you can DM us questions so we can answer them on the podcast. Also, check out our website, www.nclexhighyield.com, and subscribe to receive a link to our weekly free Zoom session. Free Zoom session where I drop all types of content, break down complex topics, and make them easy for you to understand. Every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. See you guys then. Take care. All right, so coronary artery disease. Where are the coronary arteries? What do they do? Coronary arteries are going to be the arteries that provide the heart blood. So these are the arteries that give the heart its blood supply. So you can imagine how important they are. So what happens? Well, we've got some risk factors that can cause coronary artery disease, and that's where we start. Let's start with the basics. What can cause coronary artery disease? How about high cholesterol? Of course, smoking. Absolutely. Smoking. Alcohol. Diabetes. Diet. No exercise. So start by educating your patients about the risk factors. Because if I am to talk to a patient, I'm going to tell you, and I'm a broken record when I say this, don't smoke, decrease alcohol, eat healthy, and exercise. Tell me any time we say the opposite of those four statements. You don't. See it on the board, select all the apply. Choose it. It's going to be right. You're never going to be like, yeah, you know what? Today you can smoke a pack. We're okay. No. Have a couple burgers for lunch. Every single day. We're good. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. Risk factors for coronary artery disease. So the first step in coronary artery disease is get rid of the risk factors. Educate them. Why put them on any pharmacological intervention or do any type of invasive procedure if we can prevent this disease. Remember, in real life, in real life, we are now becoming preventative. Why? Because doctors want to get paid and insurance companies are not going to pay them if they have these diseases, if we don't screen them, if we don't document them. They'll yank that contract right away. They don't want to pay for the long-term effects, so educate them early. All right, well, let's just say it's gotten a little bit past this. 
And now our artery has developed a plaque. So what type of a plaque is this? Atherosclerotic plaque. Well, don't just memorize atherosclerotic plaque. Know what it means. The artery is narrowed because of a plaque. Atherosclerotic plaque. Understand what's going on. So what used to be a nice, healthy, open artery now has diminished blood flow. If we have diminished blood flow to the heart, we are now causing ischemia. We are not providing the heart with the blood supply that it needs. We have now infarcted this area. How about the muscle of the heart is now infarcted. Myocardial infarction. Yeah, we don't have blood flow in that area. So of course it's going to get infarcted. Of course it's going to get ischemic. So now before we go and I'm going to kind of go a little bit more in depth here because I want, I want you to see when an MI occurs 24 to 48 hours after, what are we concerned about? What are we going to monitor them for? Well, guess what? In the myocardium, we've got cardiomyocytes. What is a cardiomyocyte? It's the cells in the muscle of the heart. Cells in the muscle of the heart. If you come to my EKG lectures or you're in the course, I tell people what part of the heart is controlled by potassium. The ventricles. So if potassium starts to leak out, leak out, leak out, this electrolyte disturbance can cause one of the most lethal cardiac dysrhythmias, VFib. So because these sites have died off, they've leaked potassium, potassium can put us into VFib. That's why an ASK graph changes in potassium are one of the eight things that we are freaking out about. The next thing is, is that if I'm infarcting and causing this ischemia in the heart, is it now going to be weakened? Absolutely. Did we not kill some of it off? Did we not compromise the structural integrity of the heart where it was infarcted? Yes. So what can happen if this heart is beating and that wall is compromised? Rupture. That heart wall can rupture. So not only are we worried about acutely what's happening to the heart because we've blocked off the blood supply to it, but now we're working 24, 48 hours later to make sure that there are no complications like VFib or rupture. I used to try and memorize this for my boards. I say, oh, if they have an MI, then I got to worry about um, VFib 
And then I got to worry about well, rupture. But I didn't understand it. I didn't realize that the cardiomyocytes had potassium in it and they were dying off because we had ischemia. I didn't realize that all this could happen 24 or 48 hours later. So we were watching them. I was like, why are we watching them? We are, they already had the heart attack. But now I, I had to go back and understand it in order for me to pass my boards. So this is how I did it. I broke it down to a point where I understood it. All right. So now we've got these plaques. Well, they're cholesterol plaques. How can we treat this? How are we going to treat hyperlipidemia? Statins first. The question was, how do I treat hyperlipidemia? So remember, when you're taking your board exam, look at what they're really asking. That's why I say put it in your own words. So statins. Simvastatin, atorvastatin, rosuvastatin, all statins. What are statins going to do? Well, they're going to work on our lab values. They're going to decrease our total cholesterol. They're going to decrease our triglycerides. They're going to decrease our lousy cholesterol or LDL. They're going to increase our happy cholesterol, or our HDL. The rule of 50s for a rough estimate of where the normal values lie. 50 for HDL, 100 for LDL, 150 for triglycerides, and 200 for total cholesterol. But watch this. This is where students make mistakes on the boards. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. If a patient's cholesterol went from 380 to 340, but normal is 200. Is this medication working? But, but it's only at, it's at 340 and normal is 200. That wasn't my question. My question was, is the, the lab value normal? My question was, is this medication working? Yes, it is. It dropped from 380 to 340. It did its job. Have we reached our optimal results? Not quite. Dose adjustment. So we'll increase it. If we are going to educate this patient about when to take this exam, or when to take an exam, Ooh, man, board exams, when to take this medication, when are we going to give it to them? Okay, 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 okay. See, I see different answers in here. At nighttime is wrong. At bedtime is correct. Look, I live in Vegas. Bedtime here varies. People work graveyard shift. Nurses work 12s. So look for those little tricks. Look for the boards to trip you up. The correct answer is at bedtime because that's when we go into a fasting state. 
when we're in a fasting state, we release cholesterol. When we release cholesterol, perfect time to try and attack them. Prior to administering this drug, look at the word I used, prior to. Those little words change the whole question or the whole answer. Prior to giving this medication, what are we going to check? Check your liver function tests. ALT, AST, ALKFOS, prior to. Does this no good if we check after? It takes away our baseline. There is a side effect that we're concerned about. And the side effect that we are concerned about is myopathy. Myopathy is muscle pathology. There's something wrong with my muscles. And the specific myopathy that we're concerned about is rhabdomyolysis. The rhabdomeres of my muscle are being lysed or broken down. My muscle is breaking down. Well, what is muscle made of? Protein. Think about it. If I go to the gym and I work out and I want to get all buff, I'm going to go and get what? A protein shake because I want to get big muscles. Makes sense, right? Go work out, go work out, go work out. What do I need? Protein. I need my muscles. So I can get all the hot ladies. <laughs> but if you break down your muscles, you're breaking down what? You're breaking down a protein. Protein is going to get dispersed and try to get excreted. And it's going to clog our glomeruli. All this excess breakdown is going to clog our glomeruli. And we will develop acute kidney injury. And if we do not aggressively hydrate with IV fluids, this acute injury will lead to acute renal failure. How's the patient going to come in with rhabdomyolysis? They're not going to walk in and say, hey, nurse, I think I got rhabdo. <laughs> it would help us a lot, but can't do that. Yeah, they're going to come in with some muscle pain, muscle tenderness, muscle weakness. If a person's on statins, and they haven't done anything extensively, and they're complaining of muscle cramps, muscle tenderness, muscle pain, it should be a red flag. What's going on? You were just fine. Uh-oh, this person's on a statin. Let's get some blood work. Let's check their kidney function. And how do we check that? Be and creatinine. Be and creatinine. Hey guys, Dr. Zishan here. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you guys could kindly subscribe, leave us some stars, whatever you think it's worth, and leave us a review. We always want to get better for you guys and want to keep putting out this free content for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed. Have a good one. See you on the next podcast.